calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Violet Hour presents Between the Devil Episode 6 Not the kind of girl who belongs here We're one to look for the island of Slipitch on a map Tracing latitude and longitude with eager fingers, one would quickly come to find that it cannot be found. To simply look at a map, one cannot help but reach the inescapable conclusion that Slip Hitch does not exist. And yet, it does. It is the shared desire for blessed obscurity by miscreants and malcontents of all classes, professions and persuasions that keeps the exact location of slippage from escaping the cartographer's quill. As such, the arrival of the Rosalind, with its prow dominated by its massive black figurehead in the shape of an octopus, certainly did not go unnoticed. Meanwhile, below decks and aft, in the great cabin, Francisco sat amidst towering piles of papers, eyes flying between columns and tables, as though frantically searching for his own hidden safe haven in the chaos. Hi. I haven't seen these many newspapers around the room since we tried our hand at bookbinding. A disaster. An utter disaster. Two months, of course. Oh, come now, Francisco. Why have we not had to amend our plans? Two months hardly seem... But it will be another two months to get back to where we ought to be, which will put us behind by four months in total, Reuben. That's nearly half a year gone. Even still... And we have no choice but to resupply here. But we haven't the funds to resupply, not fully at any rate. So we will need to ration, and there is no more surefire way to disgruntle a crew than rationing at sea, Reuben. The men have hardly been deprived of to this point, Francisco. 
a little belt that Ni Wen. But the men are asking to go ashore now, and they cannot do so to any great effect without gold in their pockets, and the captain has cautioned me against keeping any advances on salary. He says that they are just as likely to come back as they are to abandon our venture in favor of spending their money on drink and women, and then simply hiring on with the next ship that passes through, looking for experienced hands. Honey, if you would stop focusing on what has gone wrong, and start focusing on what... So now I have a ship full of stir-crazy sailors demanding payment, a severely depleted cargo hold without the money to fill it, and the prospect of a real mutiny on the horizon if I can't somehow make gold appear from thin air. It's a disaster, Ruben. A complete and utter... I found a ship, Francisco. What? A... What do we need with another ship? We've hardly the money to keep this one afloat, and now you're talking about another... A ship willing to take Sammy home. Oh. I spent the morning canvassing the docks. And I found the ship, bound for England. They haven't been able to pay the balance of their dock fees, but I spoke to them about clearing their debt in exchange for passage for Sammy and myself. <laughs> Perfect. More gold that I don't have. I will be paying for the voyage, Francisco. So be it. I will tell them to make ready at once. I'm going to take Sammy ashore. That dress of hers is unlikely to last much longer. And she ought to be presentable when Rosalind sees her. Sammy and I will set sail in the morning. If you would care to see her off. That's a relief before I was seeing things. Little girl with me infirmary. Doc's got me full to bursting with a oh, what's it called? Larnum? Laridum? For, for me bleeding leg. Some things just don't want to heal up. <sighs> Hang on a minute now. If I'm not seeing things. What's a little girl doing in the infirmary? It's... a long story. Oh, I think it would be. What's your... Sammy. Hi, Sammy. Who lads told me about you? Gibbs's demon girl. Who's that line in that cop demon girl? The one who's hand you're holding. Hank. Hank? Oh, what happened to old Hank? I... We don't know. He just... Oh, blimey. Hank. Hank. I had a dream about old Hank, I You did? I... What was it about? What happened? I don't rightly recall, but he was standing at the top of a mast to stride the yard like he was on the lookout for something. I call up to him, I did. I can't remember what I said, but I called up to him. And he turned around 
They looked down at me. What did he say? Say? Oh, done nothing. Didn't say a word. But as I stared up at him, I realized there were no stars in the sky behind him. Clear night, not a cloud in sight, but no stars. Moment longer, and I realized there were stars. But they was all gleaming down at me from his eyes. A million little points of light. His eyes all filled up with them, just, just glowing down at me. And I thought, I thought, he better not. Oh, he better not. He better not. What? What? He better not what? Smith? Wake oh. up, Smith. Sammy. Hank, you're awake? Sammy. Where? The infirmary. Are you okay? Do you feel... No. Sammy, where? The surgeon went for more laudanum. He said Smith had gone through most of what he brought Sammy. on... Sammy... Sammy, please. What is it, Hank? Oh. Where? Where are we? We're docked in the harbor. At Sleep Hitch. Oh, thank the stars. Why did you bring us here, Hank? And what happened to you? Was it... the... you know... My father was a old runner of hers. Problem of the chains. Pulling at a starboard. I'd take a poor bit and she'd pull back to starboard. As you'd expect from a drag or a drift. But turn her hair beyond where she'd settle in and she'd pull back to board. Not drift. Not drag. Settling back in. Into... Into what? Her course. Not the one I was charring, mind you. Her course of her own. And she was bringing us... To sleep, Hitch? But why? No, no, no. I brought us in. Half knowing and half not. I was, I was nudging back against the nudges for you and struggling. And by the time I knew for sure something was truly amiss. Slippage was the nearest land I could think of. Couldn't have told you what I was doing. I was hardly sure I wouldn't imagine it myself. But... But where was she taking us, Hank? What were you fighting against? I don't know. I don't know, it's all... But I think... But I think... Sammy, you shouldn't let me carry on, so... I wasn't thinking straight on, not fully in my right mind, but you... You, girly, what are you two doing? You had something to do with this, I know it. I can feel it in my bones. Whether it was you, or the two of you, or you witching Hank and him not knowing Let it... Let the girl be. He's not to blame. Aye, I'll take your word for that, shall I? <laughs> not likely. You know what she's been doing below desk, do you? She's... Gibbs. What are you doing down here? Getting your daily fix of picking on children and bullying the disabled. <laughs> oh, Gibbs, mate, you never change, do you? Never change? <sighs> Master Reuben sent me to fetch you, girlie. Says you're to meet him down on the docks. Why? 
didn't give me no royal proclamation to read off, now did he? I was told to fetch you, and I'm fetching. Though, this morning, he did leave the ship. Said he was looking for someone headed back to England. Didn't say what for, but... <laughs> I'll... Hank, I'll be back. Oh, Sammy. What? We have nothing left to talk about. But... Go, Sammy. For your own sake. Aye, go, girly. And Hank, you rest up now. We'll be back to talk with you later on. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. On a remote island in Frigid Lake Superior, a fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Paris coin. Paris coin. Would you? No, no, no. I'm afraid I need every coin I have at the moment. My good uh, man. Always the way. Always the way. When you come, is that your ship? Is it? No. No, not anymore. Good, good. Wouldn't want to meet the man in that ship. I wouldn't know, sir. You know why? What? The evil ship, <laughs> Evil? Ah, you feel it too, do you? No. An evil presence it has. An evil feel sits evil in the water, does. Sails flap evil too. Evil railing, evil portals, evil decks, and the anchor. Evil? My, not to the word of it, I. All right. Well... That's certainly an interesting perspective. <laughs> that octopus. A figurehead more calculated to give the body chills and shakes I've never seen. This slightly conniving creature is an octopus. Right. I think maybe it's time for you to move along. Whether your back's to it or you're facing it down and it reaches out and around from above and below behind and beside, always just out of sight until it's too late and all of a sudden it has you and the suckers and grabbers will be around your neck faster than quick and when they squeeze and squeeze, they don't let go tighter, always tighter they go and tighter still until you can't move and your breath breaks and your blood gets thick and your eyes go dark Here, just take the points Go, just go Thank you Thank you, kindly. Good lord. Uncle Reuben. Sammy. What? What's the matter? Who was that? What? 
just some, some crazy old man. What was he saying to you? Begging for alms. But Don't worry about him, Sammy. Okay. So, would you? Gibbs said you wanted to see me? Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. I know that things have been difficult lately. We've all been feeling somewhat out of sorts, you might say. And I thought that maybe you would like to join me on a trip into town. A chance to stretch our legs, huh? And we might see if they have some kind of millinery establishment. <laughs> that dress of yours is scarcely more than rags at this point. You want to take me dress shopping? Well, that, then we won't know what else there is to do until we go, now will we? Your hand, my little lady? Very good. Off we go. Now I know there's a bakery in town anyway, if not a sweet shop. A man came along the docks with a cart this morning, with loaves of bread and sweet rolls practically toppling over the sides. Perhaps we can track him down and see if he has any cakes. I know Papa wants to send me away. I... What do you... You don't have to lie, Uncle Ruben. I overheard the two of you fighting. You did? Did you? I heard you two saying awful things about each other. Just awful. Because of me. No, no, Sammy, no. Not because of you. That's... It's just that... Your father and I have known each other for longer than I can remember. Since we were both younger than even you are now. And for just as long we've been fighting and saying awful things to each other. That's what friends do, Sammy. They love each other and they hate each other. Hopefully the former more so than the latter, but either way, it's about trust. Trust that you will be forgiven and that no mistake or harsh word will mean the end of it all. But the things you said... In the moment, we say things that we don't mean. Or even things we do mean. But in time, the true intention will come through. So then, you don't hate each other? No, no. What? No, no, no. Of course not. I still love your father. And I'm sure he still loves me. Even if it will be some time before we can say it to each other. Good. I'm glad. Am I still going to be sent home? Sammy. If everything is fine between you two, then why not between me and Papa? Sammy. I said I was sorry for everything, so why do I still have to go? I was in that room with you, Sammy. When Captain Eckhart and Francisco were going to confront the crew, and... Maybe being on the ship is just... more than you can handle right now. What do you... Do you... You think I'm crazy? No, 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 Sammy, not that. But you have an active imagination. And maybe this is all just too much excitement for you. Too much excitement? More than I can handle? You do think I'm crazy, you do! No, Sammy, I... I can't go home, Uncle Ruben. I can't! We will go together. Back home. Or you can be with your mother. And and things will go back to normal. But I can't, Uncle Ruben. I want to go home. I want to see Mama more than anything. But I can't! What? Why can't you? You wouldn't believe me. You just say I was crazy again. Sammy. I'm not crazy. And I'm not making it up. Sammy, where are you? I can't leave Papa on that ship alone. I can't and I won't. Sammy, stop, Sammy. Get... What's 
You know what that's like, don't you? It's hard being alone. <gasps> oh, you, you're n- not alone. N- n- nice doggies. Nice doggies. <laughs> That's just the way of it. Twelve chests of doubloons, kites with carrot smokes, and salts in bloods. What was sailed halfway around the world, just to wind up sunk in a godforsaken swamp. But we had the map. We tracked them down and hauled them out. Lost four of my men doing it. Good men, mind you. Men what I know since I was a lad. Pulled to pieces in front of us by a pack of them to flourish the swamp gators. And at the end of it all, once the stuff was loaded into the hold, we was left standing at the harbour, staring at an empty dock. Son of a cuss captain. And his eye flew far of a first mate, tossed us a few coins for a night of drink and frivolities and hired a new crew while we was off gallivanting. <laughs> if I ever catch even a whiff of them double-crossing, cheating low-life bastards, we'll see if them gators still have a taste for seafaring blood. Guys, string them up with their wrists on the Adam and let the beasts have them inch by inch. <laughs> Done that with a carpenter's mate a few years back. <laughs> I 
rotten a dead stop we was in the middle of August, the sun boiling down on us with not so much as a breeze, and the little git was sneaking extra rations of water, drilled up from below the deck, straight into the barrel. <laughs> I never, I over too clever by half. Captain swung him out over the side and put a musket ball through his thigh. Young lad he was, smooth face and bright eyes. And you should have heard him screaming. <laughs> Water started churning and went all red and foamy like, and soon the great whites was jumping like grasshoppers, picking him to pieces. <laughs> what a way to kick off, eh? And all for a couple of swigs of briny water. And if he'd been just a hair cleverer, he'd have done it with the grog barrel instead. <laughs> like I done. <laughs> They didn't toss the bloody drill over the side, now did they? Be ashamed to let all them smarts go to waste. <laughs> twisted man, McGovern. Twisted always was. Ha! And you're another. Difference is your twisted comes from tying yourself in knots over being made a fool of 30-odd years ago. Whereas my twisted... Well, I'm just here trying to unwind it. <laughs> To the wind, I'd knock your yellow teeth out for jogging me like that. Oh, would you now? Well, how about I match your impairment and then give you another? <laughs> you, boy, fetch me an egg, quick about it, and there'll be a half penny in it for you. I need to teach this old fool to let go and loosen up. <laughs> I, I said, fetch me an egg, boy. I. You got as much dirt in your ears as you got on your face, boy. I said, fetch me an ale. Or you can forget the halfpenny and I'll take a sterling pound out of your hide. I... I'm not a boy. You what? And my mama says that men like you shouldn't talk to little girls like that. Little girls? She says it shows a lack of character and poor moral fiber. Character? Moral fiber? You do talk like a woman now. That's a fact. I, I can see it. You are a girl. Filthy little cow, aren't you? <laughs> I'd like a minute alone with your mama, girl. Teach her a thing or two about my fibre. Damn, you see? Twisted, you are. Having a go at a sketch child and a poor mother not even here to defend her honour. Go back to your bottle, you doozy coat. Little gold, don't listen to him. You come with me. Oh, there's a good little girl. Hey. You don't belong in the company, you these blackguards. Come, we'll get you out of that ratty old dress and into a nice warm bath. And then we'll... I... I... Come now, there's a good... Nella Tushbar. Marlene. If that child got in the bath with you, she'd come out even filthier than she is now, in more than one way. What does it mean? sit down. We all know what you meant. <laughs> true, true, we do. And you, McGovern, that tale you told about taking that poor boy's thrill to the grog barrel, was it true? <laughs> you know me, Marlene. Honest as the day is long, I am. I only ask because it seems a very risky endeavor. 
anytime I've seen your thrill in action. Well, let's just say the craftsmanship is somewhat lacking. Scott's crew is probably a more apt description in my experience. You're all a pack of treacherous scum. I'd like to throw the whole lot of you out in the gutter. But without you, who'd empty my cakes and keep my beautiful girls company? Fernando, drinks all around. The cheapster, Fernando. And you, girl, come with me I... now. Sit. But sit. What? Arrêtez. McGovern was right. You are filthy. And all scratched up. What on earth were you thinking coming into a place like this? I didn't know what. I just. I was being chased by dogs and the door was open. And, and why were you being chased by dogs? Well, you had the right idea. There's plenty to run from on this cursed island, but you came to the wrong place. Young girls who come through those doors have a nasty habit of never leaving. There are other girls here? No. <laughs> Mon chérie. Like me? No. Not quite like you. Not girls with a loving mother and the wit to stand up to those flea bags down there. Not that it takes much. No. But... Girls who are running away from something. I wasn't running away from anything. Not exactly. I just... Need help, but... I don't know what to do. Help with what? Give me your hand. Filthy. I don't think you'd understand. <sighs> no one ever understands the plight of little girls. I thought the same when I was your age. I wasn't exactly running away like you, but I needed help. And I didn't think anyone would understand my troubles either. No, I really don't think you'd understand. I don't understand it. <laughs> Care to try me? I should probably just get back to the ship. Papa will be thinking, Sammy's done it again. Off where she doesn't belong. A sheep? And a papa? No. You're certainly not the kind of girl who belongs here. Sammy? Yes. My mama calls me Samara, but Sammy. As any proud mama would. That's a beautiful name. Mine is Marlene. Let's get you cleaned up, and then I'll walk you to the docks. How does that sound? All right. Thank you, Marlene. You can call me Marla. That's what my mama called me. Thank you, Marla. Now, give me your other hand and... Hey. Mon Dieu, I was just going to wash the other... Not that one! But it's the dirtiest part of you. It's covered in mud and soot and... No! What is that on your... Let me... Okay, okay. I give up. Well... At least let me get a ribbon to tie back that hair. It's a tangled mess. Okay. Do you have a blue ribbon? Voila! Yes. 
Stand up and turn around. <laughs> what a mess. You know, sometimes your problems might not be as big as they seem. Sometimes something can happen entirely out of nowhere. A sudden spark of good fortune. And no matter how bad things have gotten, you find a way out. What are you... Stop! Let go of my wrist! Help! Help! Shut your mouth and stop struggling or I'll put this knife between your ribs. Why? Why? I told you to shut your mouth! There! Stand up! I said stand up, Samara! Why are you doing this? I don't think you'd understand. Now move to the door. Not that one. Over there. Down the back stairs. Move! From Violet Hour Media. Between the Devil. Created, written, and directed by Justin Jones and Natalie Jones. Sound designed and mixed by CJ Drummler, with assistant sound designer Alison Eng. Music by Nathan Matthew David and Jeremy Lamb, with additional music by Joseph Adam Gray and CJ Drummler. Executive produced by Cassie Josephoff. Narrated by Maria Olson. The role of Ruben was played by Brian Umberto Hoyos, Francisco by Fred Cross, Smith by Michael Mao, Sammy by Annie Kalahurka, Hank by Daniel Van Thomas, Gibbs by Charlie Wilson, and Marlene by Steph Beaton, with additional voices by Connor McGiffin. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.